How can you help your kids to not only master their money, but be more thoughtful with it? We'll go over how to start the conversation and key things you need to know so they can learn to save, spend, and give. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. In a way, I feel like 2020 has kind of given everyone a sense of how time works with parents. On one hand, you look up at the calendar and are amazed at how quickly things have flown by. I mean, it's already August. And yet on a weekly level, there's this rhythm that you have that somehow makes you think things are barely moving along. I can't believe I'm saying this, but next week our kids are back in school and we will have a fourth grader and a kindergartner. With this extra time together at home these last few months, we've definitely had more conversations with one another. And if you're around kids, you know a big part of those conversations are questions. Some topics we expected, you know, our kids are nine and five and they're now more aware of what's going on, but some others threw us off. Okay, or at least for me. One of those was surprisingly money. As you probably guessed, as a personal finance writer, I do talk to my girls about money. And as a family, we have our little system for allowances and chores plus savings, and we discuss that. But with the pandemic and the fallout from it hitting so many families so hard, our girls have been asking, are we going to be okay? And they've also wondered about others because they see what's going on in the news. So we've expanded our conversations and included them more into the family finances. But whether there's a pandemic or not, I think if you ask any parent, is that we want to help our kids to not only be savvy with money, but more thoughtful and generous. But there can be a gap between what we'd like to teach and actually getting started with it. Which is why we're going to be tackling this in two episodes. Today, we're going to focus on getting the ball rolling with Money Talks. I'm excited because I invited another mom in the trenches to chat, Christia Ludwig. She's not only a mom of two girls, but also a half marathon runner and the creator behind Family Balance Sheet. In this episode, we're going to be discussing how to open up the conversations with your kids about money, adjusting these lessons for each of your kids' specific needs, and then why your example matters, whether it's good or bad. I hope you're ready. Let's get started. I want to talk about the challenges of being a parent. I mean, we're dealing with the the new day-to-day and and figuring out, it seems like every season there's guidelines coming and going and, and everything's in flux. But I wanted to talk to you about something that we as parents want to help our kids with, which is finances, right. not just telling them not to be spenders, but to really understand how finances can help them, you know, build a life that they love, hopefully, you know, help others and have that, have more flexibility and, you know, less stress, less stress with their lives. And you have two, I would say little girls. No. I have little girls. You have young ladies. I have two daughters. They're going into ninth and seventh grades. 
they're still young. They yeah. have a lot to learn. But we started talking to them about money when they were younger. And um, they don't have it all together. And we haven't done things perfectly. But they're making their way and they're learning and coming up with some of their own habits and routines. So it's, it's fun to watch them evolve. Yeah, that's a great point that you bring that they're learning. I think sometimes as parents, we, and we mean, well, we want to protect them or, you know, bail them out or or kind of take care of everything. But at some point they have to start, you know, learning how can I be on my own two feet and finances are a big part of that. So you said you started talking about finances and working with them. Was there something like, a moment where you and your husband said, you know, we need to talk about this with them or was well, more organic? I think it was more organic. I mean, I, I would try to think back if there was one thing that made us start the conversation. I, I just think we started the conversation. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I've had a blog for a long time about family finances and I manage the finances for our family and our business. So mm-hmm. I think it was just natural for me and for my husband too, to talk about money with the kids We've done a variety of different things when it came to earning money and what to do with money. And I think what the past several years, we've kind of had this hybrid of how we've been teaching them about money management and how they earn it and how they give and how they spend. But, you know, honestly, with our kids, we, there was a point where I was all gung ho about teaching them about money and, you know, they have, their brains are not totally ready for (laughs) the math behind it, you know? So I think as they get older and older elementary and they, they get into higher math concepts at school, it's going to click a little easier, you know, how, how to, or what percent to give Mm -hmm. and what percent to save and what percent to spend. And I think I might've started too strong, too young and then backed off. And then as, like I said, they got older into older elementary, I think we came up with a routine that, that has worked fairly well for them and for us. So do you guys do an allowance? Because I know like every parent's different. We do. We kind of do a hybrid, I think. Okay. Like everybody in my family does helps around the house and they don't get paid for that. You know, they yeah. make their bed, they do the dishwasher, set the table, things that to run the home. But I do pay them to clean the house. My kids are a little older. They're 12 and 14. And my 14 year old is actually really good at, at cleaning the house (laughs) and she's eager to earn money so we I know there's some debate about this subject but we do pay the kids to do work around the house and I Mm -hmm. and it's not like they're making buku bucks they are they are earning 10 or 20 dollars a week it's not Mm going to make them spoiled it's not going to make them entitled I think it's a great opportunity to Mm -hmm. teach them what to do with this little bit of money that they have you know and yeah it's a good math lesson and it's a good money management lesson. So I'm very big in my kids understanding math. And I think that'll, it's, it is a great math lesson for, for kids, money management. Yeah, we're kind of in the same boat. So, I mean, ours are younger, eight, almost nine, and a five-year-old. And we kind of, like you, like there's certain chores or responsibility yeah. that you just do because you're part of the family. And right. this is what we need yeah. to do to pitch in. And then, you know, we have like, chores around the house, extra yard work, stuff yeah. that we would yeah. love to have done that we will pay them. Yeah. And like you, it's not, it's not a lot of money, but you know, for them, it's like, Oh, it's, I for love them, it. it's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. You kind of mentioned a couple things that you can teach with finances. Like what do you do with money? Uh, you can save it, you can spend it and, you, or you can give or share it. 
for you, how are you guys helping your girls learn to become, you know, really smart with money and, and how to use it? We have always, always when they earn money, not necessarily birthday money or gift mm-hmm. money, but when they earn money, we've always taught them 10% giving, 20% saving, 70% spending. And that mm-hmm. that's just an easy way to think of it. People yeah. could disagree with those percents. It's, it, you know, they're, they're kids. So, it, you yeah. know, but that, I don't want to say I drilled it into them, but I guess I kind of did because I'll have to tell you a story that made me realize yeah. that I drilled it into them, <laughs> but that I didn't realize until we had this conversation. But, you know, they get like $10 mm-hmm. and okay. So 10% we give to, we, we put in our giving folder mm-hmm. and I, I have a bank book for my kids. 20% we give, we put in our savings folder mm-hmm. and then 70% you can spend. And it's easy to break down. They mm-hmm. start to learn percents in school yeah. and you walk them through it. Okay. 10% of $10. So it's a learning lesson and I, it's just easy to kind of come up with whatever percents you want. This is what we do. And honestly, it's very close to what my husband and I do. You know, we give a percent, we save a percent, we spend. Mm -hmm. And as far as teaching them to be givers, you know, it's important for me and my husband or for my husband and I to give. Mm -hmm. And we, we just kind of show that we show the kids how we give. We personally, we give to our church. We give to, Mm -hmm. we have a child through a compassion international and we give to the food bank and we, you know, so there's things that are important to us. But one thing we haven't done is we haven't told our kids where they need to give. And I think mm-hmm. if your kids have that choice, like, okay, here's my giving money. I want to give to the school or they give to one of them saw a story about a natural disaster a few years ago yeah. at a school and they wanted to give to that, you know? So we, we went through the Red Cross, but mm-hmm. I think if you help kids or if you have let kids give to things that are important to them, they're going to be givers. You just have to, they model the behavior and they're going to, and let them make those choices. So that's what we've done with giving. Mm -hmm. And they're both pretty generous. You know, they, they follow the 10, 20, 70, and they're both pretty generous and eager to give what's important to them. Yeah. And I agree with you. We've done the same thing. Like we'll say a percentage has to be, you know, saved and right you know, uh, given and we kind of hands off like what they decide to give. And I was surprised because my oldest is really into animals. So I, I was almost certain that's what she would give to. And she loves to give gifts to neighbors, to friends. Like that is for her is more one-on-one, which I was surprised, but I, I think you're right. Letting them have that freedom, uh, the autonomy to make that decision, like motivates them to give more. So I think it's great that we model. I think it does start yeah. from there, but then also like let them take the lead and, yeah. and support them what they yeah. feel is important. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah, that's, that's a great point. So I, I kind of want to talk to you cause you like me, you have two girls yeah, and they're different personalities, even Very different. same household. Yeah. <laughs> Very different. How do you work with that? Any advice like teaching money? Are there some cases where you might have to pull one back in in a certain area? Or Yeah. You know, kind of I mean, you really have to go work with their personality. I mean, I, my, my oldest is going into ninth grade. So she's on a little, she's much more mature than the daughter that's going into seventh. And, yeah. and, and my kids, their money was kept in a binder. Okay. And that was, we called it our bank book. 
And so there was a folder for what they earned. There was a folder for their saving. There was a folder for their spending. And probably around seventh grade, my oldest daughter said, can I take the money out of my bank book mm -hmm. and keep it in my room? And I kept it in the book in the kitchen because I, I didn't want money like all over their rooms and like, yeah. just a mess. And then we would never find it. And it was a good way to keep them organized. And I, but my oldest was like, can I, she loves Pinterest. So she saw some money, like jars on Pinterest. So we, she yeah. went and got these like blue ball jars and, you know, and she made these jars. And so we let her take control of her money. Mm -hmm. She is very organized. She has, and all of this came out this week. I have, you know, um, I was talking to my family, these questions <laughs> and I had known about the jars, but the, yes, I didn't know. And she, she has a list of things that she's saving for and how much it costs. And, and oh. these are things that could, that it range from like makeup that she wants to a car that, you know, she's almost 15. So she's starting to think wow. about that, you know? Sure. So, I mean, she has it all like planned out and my younger one, mm -hmm. I feel like she will always have the book. We will always keep everything in the book. <laughs> she's just, and she's a great kid, very mm -hmm. good student, but like just doesn't have, just is not as organized as her mm -hmm. older sister. So those are just personality traits and you have to work with your kids um, and help them based on their personality, you know? Now there's an age difference and you wouldn't think it ninth and seventh, but there definitely is an age difference. Oh know, yeah. A daughter that's, you know, just a few months shy of 15 and thinking about turning 16 and my 12 year old that, you know, he's out <laughs> playing, you know, ball and hide and seek with the neighbor kids, you know? So yeah, you have to, there's age differences and there's personality differences. And, and my younger one, well, she'll be fine. We'll help her along, but I think I'm going to probably be help her. I don't want to use the word control, but maybe just help her manage the money a little longer. Oh, yeah, a little more hands-on. Yeah. yeah. Be a little more hands-on. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's true. I think in our minds, we were like, okay, at this stage, you know, should be here, you should be here, you know, whether we acknowledge it or not, but then also letting our kids, you know, their personality, how they manage money. I, I think the goal is to help them become comfortable, you know, yeah. and find that system that yeah. works for them that can, you know, of course, take care of the essentials and the other goals, but that's fantastic. So, I mean, they, you still have years. But oh, yeah. with your oldest, like, how are you kind of transitioning her to prepare for, you mentioned well, like she's thinking about buying a car. How does that work? It's funny that you are bringing this up and that we're having this conversation because there's a lot of free time this summer. So mm -hmm. she's like, I want to get a job. Well, not a lot of places hire 14 year olds. And yeah. even though she's a responsible kid, they just mm -hmm. have rules. You have to be 16 mm -hmm. most places. So she is trying to find some babysitting jobs. She's helping me around the house, but she's eager to work and we want to try and help her find a job and, yeah. and find some work because she wants to buy a car when she turns 16. Now in her mind, she's <laughs> buying a $20,000 white Jeep. You know, that is her goal. And I, you know, you don't want to put your kids goals down, but yeah, you know, she's only 14 and, but that's what she wants in her head. That's what she is expecting. So we're going to help her find some, find a job. I don't know. We have some, I, I don't know if you saw on Facebook, you know, she wants to babysit. So I'm trying to I saw that, yeah. You know, post on Facebook, you know, my, here's my 14 year old for, especially now, like with parents working from home. She's yeah. A great parents helper. Um, so we're, we're trying to help her through that, but she sent me a text this week and she goes, mom, everyone has a debit card. <laughs> Why can't I get one? So <laughs> But she doesn't know what it is. 
you know? So this is a great, this is a lesson. This is the next level and stage that we're at with her. So we are going to the bank tomorrow Mm -hmm. and we're going to open up a checking account and a debit card and she has a savings account, but you know, so that's the next, we're at that, that level now. So, and, and she was just asking me earlier because I told her that we were going to do this tomorrow. And she was like, mom, I don't understand what happens with a debit card. I know I see you hand the card over, you know, mm-hmm. what, what happens? And I had, you have to explain to them, well, yeah. you know, it comes right out of your checking account. So, you know, it'll be a learning process. I'll keep my eye on it for sure. She's very independent, so she'll want to do it herself, but you know, we'll have to help her manage it until yep. she understands what a checking account is and what a debit card does. Yes. So it's interesting, but that's the level we're at. That's the, the next step. Yeah. And I mean, even before like the pandemic and everything, I think uh, a lot of parents are moving away from cash, just like you yeah. might do the allowance and everything, but yeah. Well, you get, they get to an age where she's going to have a paycheck and we're going to have to put it somewhere. Yeah. But I will tell you one thing, because she asked me, how am I going to manage my, how will I know how much money I have? Uh-huh. So I, I told my husband, and I feel pretty strongly about this. You know, there's all sorts of apps. She's very app driven. That's kids these days. They have an app for everything. But I'm going to make her write it out with in the check, the check register. Yeah, I haven't used one in years because we have, you know, on software. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to make her use that because I feel like she, mm-hmm. apps are to make it so easy and then you don't understand the math behind it. And and so we're going to sit down and do it with a pencil and eraser and a calculator. <laughs> or I mean the math. You yeah. Know? And, and yeah. then you can move on to an app, but you're, she's not ready for that. When she doesn't understand cash flow yet, you know, and... That's so. important. And then also, I, I mean, it's gotten faster with withdrawals yeah. and transfers, yeah. but there's still always a delay. And I think yeah. when you're really young or, you know, you're just getting the hang of it, you can forget like, oh, I just spent 20 bucks and it hasn't cleared. So it's like yeah. one of the things where you have to get them in the habit of. Yeah, it'll be a learning lesson, but we all went through it. So we're going old school. Um, yeah. Whether likes it or not, we're going old school. And then <laughs> her stuff, I'm, I'm sure she'll be mm-hmm. fine. It'll take you know, she doesn't have a job yet. So the money that's going into the checking account is just money that she has right now, but she'll figure it out. It's kind of fun to watch them learn new skills and find their way. She's, you know, she's excited. So. Yeah. And, and good. I mean, I love how you guys are approaching this. I mean, you have enough flexibility, let them kind of in a, in a sense, like experiment. And yes, like everybody at some point fails with finances, but it's much better at home when it's a smaller amount than like, say they're in college and they've just accrued all this credit card debt or signed up for the student loans. It's better to, you know, do it at home where at least they got that safety net. So my last question, Chrissia, is, you know, for parents that are kind of at this stage where they they know they need to start talking about their kids about finances, but they haven't yet. Do you have any suggestions on maybe like first conversations or ideas? When I think back to when my kids were much younger, mm-hmm. like for instance, the grocery store, we'll use yeah. that as an example. It's very easy to drop your kids off at at least our grocery store has like the, they used to before the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> but I think when they get to an age where they can help, Mm-hmm. It's really helpful for their development mm-hmm. for them to help with things like that. You know, uh, maybe when they hit young elementary, 
this is our grocery list. Let's go get groceries. And then they help you with things like that. You just, it's just modeling good behavior Yeah, with your kids. I don't, I don't know. That would be my first piece of advice is just model good behavior. If you have, if you're organized with your finances, you're going to teach your kids to be organized with their finances. Mm -hmm. And that is like the greatest gift I think you can give your kids mm -hmm. is to learn really strong money management habits and routines. So just model the behavior that you want them to, to have and, and include them in things like the grocery store and our other decisions that, you know, coupons are yeah. being an example. You know, we're going to go to Kohl's. We need something. We have this coupon. You just kind of model good behavior. That would be my biggest piece of advice. Just start modeling good behavior and, and slowly start giving them a little bit of money for doing mm -hmm. some chores and you can call it whatever you want. We call it chores and allowance. Yeah. You can call it something else, but you're not entitling your kids. You're not, you're, you're teaching them money management skills and math skills, which I think is really important. Yeah. I love that. One, I, I love that idea of modeling the behavior you want to teach your kids. And then two, the transparency and the conversations you're having with your girls. I think sometimes money's taboo, even like, you know, with friends, but especially, oh, yeah. you know, talk with a family, let your kids ask those questions, you know, share your own money mistakes you made. Oh, absolutely. Are, you know, absolutely key. Let them, you know, learn from you as best they can so they can get ready for the real world. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Special thanks to Christia for being a part of it. Please visit familybalancesheet.org to learn more about her. Get the story about how they as a family knocked out six figures of debt and snatch up her budget template. If you have any questions about starting the conversations with your kids about money or you're looking for tools to make it easier and more approachable, I'll have all of those resources in the show notes over at Simplify and Enjoy. Don't forget, you can join the community where you'll get the latest podcast episodes, posts, videos sent straight to you. It's free, saves you time, and I promise it's fun. Just head over to simplifyandenjoy.com slash join. And if you're ready to help your kid become a saver, now is a great time to open a savings account. We opened ones up for our girls to get them into the habit of stashing away money for their big goals. And if you're over in the Raleigh Triangle area of North Carolina, our partner Coastal Credit Union has some competitive rates on their savings accounts. You can check it out at simplifyandenjoy.com slash bank better. And next week on the podcast, we're continuing this conversation about helping our kids get better with money. Before they leave the house, how can you prepare your teen to be money savvy? We'll go over the essential money skills they need to know. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on iTunes, Overcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, and most importantly, thank you. Not just for listening to the show, but for your support, emails, and mentions on social media. I love chatting with you beyond the episode. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.